Well, we're excited to be here together today, and I want us to start with just a word of prayer as we begin this Tend to Breathe experience together this summer. So let's pray together. God, thank you so much uh, for this opportunity. God, we give you uh, not only these sessions as we train together and prepare for summer, God, but we give you this summer. And we ask in the name of Jesus that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit, that you would equip us uh, to be faithful laborers in your harvest field, servants. And God, that you would use us as we engage in our local communities to advance the gospel right where our foot falls this summer. And so we, um, we invite you, Holy Spirit, to have your way uh, as we go through training week together, but also, Lord, as we look at your word this morning. And we ask that you would just be with us. We thank you. We pray that you would take your word and you would make it alive. You, you promise us that your word is living and active and sharp. I pray that your word would pierce our hearts, shape us, change us, make us into the men and women that you've called us to be. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, obviously, uh, this is way different than we intended and expected. Obviously, we were hoping to all be together uh, in a foreign country uh, over in France and the French Alps as we got started this summer. Um, but obviously, we've, we've not had that experience happen, have we? So uh, we, we look at this as an interruption, um, but we also look at it as an opportunity for God to do something deep in us and to prepare us. Uh, for whatever he has for us, not only this summer, but in the days to come. And so obviously we've, we've transitioned from the 10-2 project to 10-2 Breathe. And um, we don't think that's uh, a, a happenstance experience, a, a mistake that we've, we've called this Breathe. It was Breathe from the beginning because annual conference was going to be all about Breathe. And so we, we just really feel like God's prepared our hearts uh, beforehand for this to be a part of the experience. And, and so as we begin uh, this training experience, these next five or six days together, um, and then the next eight weeks as we roll out discipleship and investing in you, one of our deep parts as we shared with you back in March was we want to see God do spiritual formation in you and to prepare you for wherever God takes you in the days to come. So we want you to jump in uh, full throttle with this, these next few days and this summer as God is going to be pressing into you things and shaping you and preparing you for whatever he has for you, not only this summer, but in the days to come, as we talked about a moment ago. So uh, today, as we get started, um, we're going to talk a little bit about breathe. And, and why breathe? Um, nobody has to coach us to take a breath, do they? I mean, we do it naturally. We breathe naturally. If we're not breathing, then there's something definitely wrong, right? I mean, if, if, if we're not breathing, then we're, we're not living. And so uh, as, we, as we think about breathe, uh, it comes naturally to us to take a deep breath. Matter of fact, when stressful things happen, um, our first instinct is to take a deep breath, right? I mean, just do that with me right now. Just take a deep breath. <sighs> right? I mean, just breathe in. A matter of fact, my watch even tells me on occasion it's time to take a breath, which I think is so odd that my watch says breathe. But the, the reality is that that should come naturally. But there's moments in our lives when we have to take a deep breath, don't we? 
Um, my wife and I have four kids. Uh, they're all really old. Actually, they're all probably older than you watching. Um, not folks in the room, but you know, uh, the ones watching. Um, but, but the reality is uh, the first time uh, we had our first son, uh, 31 years ago, actually, um, we went to uh, uh, these pregnancy classes, right? Um, to teach you how to you know, deliver. And I'm so thankful I'm a guy. Anyway, so the reality is uh, we went into these, these breathing uh, lessons, like to teach us how to breathe. And what they did is they made me put my hand in a bucket of ice to kind of relate to the pain that my wife was going through, which if you should do that at some point, maybe this summer, just drop your hand in a bucket of ice and leave it there. It is a bit odd uh, and it is kind of painful, but nothing like uh, childbirth, obviously. But the whole thing was to coach and to teach and to help your wife uh, breathe um, so that the delivery would, would work. Now, I'm not going to show you how that went down, but the reality is that's kind of what we want you to think about. That when, when pressure comes, when stress comes, uh, we're supposed to breathe and take in all that God has for us. And so as we think about this summer um, I'm going to read a passage of scripture over you that's very, very near and dear to my heart. The primary reason is there's some things in this passage I really want to unpack for you as we talk about breathe and as we think about um, pausing long enough to take in the breath of God that, that we recognize as we look at this passage that it is by the spirit of God that we're going to accomplish all that God wants to do in us and through us this summer. And so uh, if you've got your Bibles, turn to Ezekiel 37. We're going to be looking at the first 10 verses, and we don't have a ton of time to go through all of them. I'm just going to highlight some, some key points, and then, um, uh, then we'll end in prayer uh, as, we, as we press into this week of training together. So Ezekiel 37, if you've got your Bibles, verse 1, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord, and he set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. And he led me around among them. And behold, they were very many on the surface of the valley. And behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh Lord God, you alone know. I'm going to pause right there because I love this interaction between God and Ezekiel. And just the reality that God is pressing in and calling Ezekiel into really, really hard things. And if I'm honest, we're in a really, really hard season, aren't we? I mean, we're dealing with stuff that we've never dealt with in not only our nation, but on the globe, you know, in the world. And, and the reality is, I believe that God is sovereign and that God's hand is upon you. God's hand is upon us as believers. And we stand in this moment right now and God has called us into a really, really hard season. And what do we need to do? We need to breathe. We need to press in to who God is and what he's calling us into, shaping us into so that we can be a maximum effect as not only the church, the body of Christ, the general ecclesia, but as individuals that he is calling you and I into this place to be used by him for such a time as this moment. God's calling us. So his hand is upon you. That's the first part of Ezekiel 37.1. He leads us by his spirit. And he's asking us questions today. Can these bones live again? Is this 
opportunity right here, this moment, the dryness of the world spiritually, this giant pause button that has happened across the globe where the world is lost and desperate without Jesus. Can God use this moment in history as an interruption for the Spirit of God to breathe life again into our world and into this context, into this moment? And so um, let's pick it up in verse 4. Then he said to me, Ezekiel responded, actually, I want to pause one more second there. Ezekiel responded with what I believe to be this humble cry to God. Oh, Lord God, you alone know. Now, I've felt that. I don't know about you, but I've felt that personally these last three months. God, you alone know what the heck is going on in our world. Only you know, God, what can happen in this moment. And I think that is a great posture for all of us as followers of Christ to humbly cry out to God and say, God, only you know what can come of this, right? I was talking to a friend yesterday and we were just kind of processing how to move forward in this moment, right? And it's so hard if you're a planner and you, and you're, uh, you have like things that you want to get done down the road and you're like, I don't even know how to, how to plan right now for the next three or six or 12 months down the road because it's just like this giant pause. You alone, God, know. Spirit of the living God, you alone know. Breathe. <laughs> Take a deep breath and just trust God in the moment. So I think, I think Ezekiel's posture is this powerful, humble, prayerful heart of obedience that God loves and that God can use in you and in me as we respond to God like Ezekiel did. And so because of, I believe, Ezekiel's heart of obedience, pick it up in verse four. Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and I will cause flesh to come upon you and I will cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. That's what God told Ezekiel to speak over the valley of dry bones. So I prophesied. I want you to notice that's a crazy thing, right? I mean, God tells Ezekiel to speak over a valley of death, a valley of dry bones, a valley of spiritual death, a valley of physical death. And here we sit in this moment, I believe is an incredible opportunity for us as Christ followers to step into this moment and speak life into the people that we're going to engage with every single day this summer. Now, I know things are opening up in different states at different times, and there's a lot of things happening in our world, but I believe as you and I can, God wants us to be vessels unto his honor and glory, to speak life and to declare hope and to declare truth and to speak life into the people that we're going to get to engage with, whether it's digitally or life on life, as I say, knee to knee with folks uh, hanging out with people again. 
So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound and behold, a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone. Listen, Hollywood has nothing on the Old Testament, okay? Isn't that a cool picture that God just begins to snap things together, bring life together? And I looked and behold, there was sinews on them and flesh had come upon them and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Breathe. There was no breath in them. And then, then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. Come from the four winds. Now that word breath in the Old Testament is a powerful picture for us. And I, I, I want us to pause here for just a moment because I want us to see what breath means in the Old Testament and what it means in the New Testament. So in the Old Testament, when God created the heavens and the earth in the Genesis account, God spoke the word and the worlds came into order. Every other created being that God created, he spoke it into being. Powerful picture. But when God fashioned man in the Genesis 2 account, The scripture says from dust, God brought man together. So from the dust of the earth, God fashioned man. And the defining difference in humanity and every other created thing is what happens next. And what happens next is the scripture says that God, and I always picture this, that God leaned into Adam, this this man that he created, and he breathed the word The same word in Ezekiel 37 is the same word in Genesis chapter 2. The breath of God, the ruach of God, is the spirit of God. So what, what happened in creation is God breathed the breath of life into man, the ruach, his spirit. And that's the same picture that that Ezekiel's giving us in Ezekiel 37. It is the breath of God. Breathe on these slain. Breathe, O breath, on these slain. And so he's, he's inviting the Spirit of God to move and blow and breathe life into humanity. These bones that have been fashioned again by the Spirit of God, by the power of God. He's breathing life. Breathe. And, and listen, we're at this weird moment in our world where I believe with all my heart, deep down in my heart, I believe we are sitting on one of the greatest opportunities for the gospel that we've ever seen in the history of the world. Because people, maybe folks for the first time, are open again to the idea that God exists. They're open again to the opportunity that hope brings in the name of God. Of Jesus. And so here we sit with this incredible moment. It's the Holy Spirit of God that brings life and life change. And so as you and I press into this summer and we, we, we ponder and we wonder, oh God, what in the world are you doing? I believe it's the breath of God. Breathe on these slain. It's the Spirit of God. And it's our responsibility as bearers of the image of God, people that have the spirit of God living and coursing through our everyday lives to bring life to the people 
that you're going to get to engage with this summer. So, so what does that look like? How, how does that affect you and how does that affect me? Uh, if I'm honest, I don't know completely because we don't know, uh, you know, at what stage different things are going to open up. But I do know this. We have so many opportunities for the gospel right now. I think, number one, we need to be praying. I think we need, as, as followers of Christ, those of you in this tend to breathe this summer, our, our primary response right now is, dear God, pour out your spirit. Draw people into conversations, uh, whether digitally or face-to-face, as things open up. God, would you begin to do what only you can do? Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. The Ruach, the Numa in the New Testament. Would you pour out your spirit? And so we, we cry out to God. You can join with us as Tend to Breathe every day at 8 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern. I hope I got all those times right. You can jump in and pray with us as an organization every day. Breathe, Holy Spirit, come on just like the four winds, pour out your spirit. So you can join with us as an, as an organization every day to pray, Monday through Friday. So our first response is, come Holy Spirit. Breathe on these slains, uh, slain. Pray, pray with us. The, the second thing I think you can do is, is begin to engage your local context. And again, our dream was that you would be in Europe. You can do that with us in the days to come uh, when, when countries open up again. But right now, we're asking you as a part of Tend to Breathe to join us in your local context. And we say often, wherever your foot falls is where you're on mission, right? And so the reality is, join in, in what God's doing right in your local context. So uh, actually today, when we drove up in this parking lot at this amazing church here in Colorado Springs, they're, they're doing food distribution. So why not find your local church, your local food bank, your local community, and just begin engaging with your local context what it would look like to breathe life into your community by, by giving, by serving, by connecting with people, being the hands and feet of Jesus. Some of you um, are engaged in a, a local church already. Why not come alongside your local church and as things open up, serve in kids ministry or serve in youth ministry or, or serve in any kind of opportunity that they have for you to engage, to speak life, to breathe life into your local context. Some of you, you know what your mission might be this summer? It might be your, your home, your family. Um, I didn't grow up in a local, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And I understand the tension of that. And so, you know what, your, your mission this summer might be to breathe life into your own personal family. And that's your mission field. And so we want to, we want to challenge you um, not to just do this, you know, uh, this discipleship experience this summer just for your own benefit, but that you would be God's instrument for this nation this summer. And then we want to launch you to the nations in summers and seasons and years to come. But this summer, tend to breathe. It's about you serving Jesus in your local context. And so those are just some ways we want to encourage you to get engaged with uh, what's going on right in your own world. And so it's all about breathe this summer. 
And you're going to see over these next several sessions, uh, we're going to be we're going to be pressing into you uh, what we believe to be key ingredients to make you a, a a stronger Christ follower. And spiritual formation takes place in your life. And uh, we're really really excited about the opportunities that we have to pour into you and beyond uh, some of the folks that you're going to experience these next five or six days. Uh, you're going to meet some incredible people and be discipled by some amazing people this summer. And so we're really, really grateful for all that God's going to do in your life as you prepare to be used by him, to be his instrument, to breathe life, to speak life, to take the gospel to wherever your foot falls this summer. So God bless you as you journey with us um, through 10 to breathe.